Hello and welcome to the Xenothesis podcast. In this episode, episode 69, we're covering chapters 11 and 12 from part 3 Imago of book 3 Imago of the Genogenesis Trilogy by Octavia E. Butler. My name is Rich Nacton and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. Michael Glinka. Hi everyone. Um, it's just, uh, honestly, the last part, uh, when you s- introduce, you know, part three Imago, book Imago by Octavia E. Imago, you know, it's just like... Mm. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a little bit of a tongue twister. We, 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 we've, we've said that before. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but it's it's time. Each time, you know, when we do this recording, it always makes, cracks me up a bit. Um, it's fun when the, uh, there's a, f- a few times, uh, you know, there's an episode with the... Uh, uh, several screwed up intros on the cutting room floor. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Nailed this one first time. Though. Yes. Yeah, you know, you're a hundred percent professional. So at this point, after what sixty nine uh, yeah, episodes? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you said hundred percent professional, so I had to immediately undermine that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, on that note. Shall we get to it, Richard? Absolutely, yeah. Let's, uh, what are your predictions for chapter 11? So finally, <laughs> finally, we get to get, you know, the QN Mission Possible uh, theme song, theme tune. Uh, Jodas is infiltrating the village, uh, you know, to get Jesus and Thomas back. Uh, or maybe at least trying to contact them in some way to reassure them that they're, you know, uh, it will help try to release them. But... Yeah, I just thought that uh, it's considering the abilities of a non-Kali, especially construct Uloi like Jodas, it could mm. literally just you know almost in real time blend in with the, you know change its skin color to match sort of the background and yeah, we're kind of a built-in ghillie suit. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah, like you know just completely you know blend in environment, and considering the fact that the non-Kali are we were as told from book one, super patient, you know, it could literally just lie down there in one spot and moving literally like a rock and, you know, not mm. be spotted until the time the has old, come. The um, elven cloak outside of the, the, uh, uh, the black gate deal where, you know, they look like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I sort of, when I, when I was reading this chapter, I sort of imagined uh, Jodas in the same way, like uh, Solid Snake. <laughs> in the box just like tu, 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 tu. don't move <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah it does, doesn't quite entirely go to plan um i mean a- to be fair it is octavia butler i mean if anything went to plan as the characters planned it originally i mean, that that would be a miracle so you know yeah that, that doesn't ever really seem to happen <laughs> no <laughs> Um, yeah, there are no like perfectly executed heist plans with with flashbacks in the. <laughs> no, unfortunately, they're not. No. <laughs> but then again, as I said, Octavia likes to throw logs in front of the character's feet. Yeah, yeah that's kind of a no. I mean, despite the setting, right? It has a very kind of gritty realism feel. Oh yeah, is, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But it was like, but it's 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 funny because you know we we had Lilith and honestly, Lilith as a character is amazing. Like we always thought of her like Terminator, you know, like her, her behavior and her attitude and everything. But then again, we also get to learn how delicate actually when you know how she's trying to do the best of the situation, the shitty situation she got put in. Akin the same, right? You know, a a, a mm. 
on Kali, the, well, the construct male, the first one of that, you know, got stuck with humans because, you know, uh, Octavia. And then finally, Jodas, the being that, you know, shouldn't be there, you know, shouldn't be, mm -hmm. you know, there shouldn't be any construct alloy, and yet there is deal with it and now you know all those and all those in all those journey on the journey they have a some issues right and there's always something that they can't really take a break a breather yeah, yeah. i said d despite their you know exterior appearance of strength to some of the other characters in the book that they, they all have quite a lot of internal um and insecurity and uncertainty yeah and, and, and uh, their own significant struggles it's uh, <laughs> yeah uh, it's a uh, very well presented in that regard and, mm. and you 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 see it in the way that the other characters see one another right you know, absolutely lilith was you know initially uh, pretty vulnerable to the the Oankali, right and uh, because of her situation and they had a captive they had mm. a completely at a disadvantage um but you know she remained sort of you know stoically determined and just sort of you know let things unfold until she could get some grip on on something or other uh, mm. and but you know other characters later on when when she's you know, certainly when she's their their mother right they see her as pretty formidable and yes. intimidating yes so you get the uh, uh, the different views on the different characters and, and of course the owen carly to all of the humans you know they have significant um abilities Although one of the interesting things I think about the the way that Octavia writes the the Oankali abilities is they're not mm -hmm. usually like I mean they're not like super overpowered right they're, they're 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 pretty powerful but a lot of them are just kind of like minor like just if we dial up okay you have a better memory we dial up the strength you got some some additional this that it's not sort of you know stupidly overpowered or anything it's just that it it, it illustrates quite how much of an advantage you can get from kind of a moderate tweak in yes. capabilities yes absolutely yeah. if you apply it intelligently and uh and and, and in combination yeah. yeah absolutely you're absolutely right on that because it, it did show you know like don kali can heal themselves from a shot right from a gun mm. uh, gun wound but you mm. know enough of those and they're down like they're, it, it's not like you know in some science fiction where you shouldn't alien and it just literally does nothing you know it's um it's it's obvious that they have a you know that that ability you know that they, you know Lilith obviously had this uh, was modified to have the her muscles to exert mm. more strength than usual right and and that was mm. just you know a, a tweak that not that significant right like it, it didn't they didn't change her biochemistry that much they just basically winded it up a bit more yeah so. Yeah. It's it, it it's 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 a. I think we often talk about this, and we often talked about you know the fact that how different would it be if human humanity met the Onkali as an equal, right? Like then there was no war, but there was you know like when humanity was at its peak, right? Mm -hmm. The Onkali probably would not have stand a chance that much if you know if every country you know pointed nukes at them. And, you know, at that mothership, like, it would be a pretty devastating, you know, um, I mean, I, I result. Have a, I have a sneaking suspicion the mothership would be surprisingly resilient to, like, uh, attacks from, from, from nukes. I mean, maybe some, like, crazy kinetic weaponry. And I think mm -hmm. you'd, like, toss an asteroid at it or something. But it's got to be pretty resilient for, like, you know, 
multi-thousand year interstellar travel. So I, 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 I'm hesitant to say that the an onslaught of nuclear weapons would like be enough to to seed them off. But I mean, well, I mean to 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 like completely destroy the the mothership. Uh, potentially but, not I mean, yeah, fully I'm, destroyed, but definitely yeah. you know injure it enough to. Uh... Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think it would it would definitely have deterred them from from uh, uh, coming down to Earth. <laughs> I think but, if we'd had a more confrontational. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. But uh, like, it just feels to me, yeah. it just feels to me that um, it's it's a like you know the whole f- I faction of resistors, right? Like there will be definitely mm-hmm. much more enhanced, especially with the f- you know the thing is though, the one thing that Octavia Butler. You know, took advantage of, or at least you know, the age that she wrote the the times that she wrote the books in was that there was no existence of internet. Because you know, um, internet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, well, I mean, not not yeah, not really a thing. Well, the the web was not really a thing until like uh, what ninety one. Yeah, the internet kind of predates that with ARPANET and so on. But yeah. Uh, but I mean, really like lately. as in modern nowadays, you know, like social media that you can literally exchange any thought, like. The fact that mm-hmm. you know nowadays it's so easy for certain groups to you know combine to find each each other, right? Like resistors in the book or in the books only have you know if they travel and meet some people that happen to have similar sort of point of view, and it could be someone that's completely depraved and you know they, they mm-hmm. just want to just uh, dis- you know seek and destroy. But yeah, it would be much much more difficult for Don Kali to suppress. Uh, a lot of the information and uh, flow if it was like modern world sort of planets, you know, or Earth. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and if we like met them in the context of know, establishing diplomatic relations or something, right? And, you know, we sent a delegation to go and meet the Owen Carly on a shuttle or something. Like mm-hmm. when, when they all came back and they were like... Oh, I love them. They're sl- awesome. Yeah, slightly high and just like overly enthusiastic about the Yo and Carly would be like, um, this is a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And to be like, definitely um, probably some... institute, you know, like biohazard protocols or something yeah. so they couldn't, you know, mess with the, the representatives' minds while uh, conducting negotiations. I'm pretty sure, like, I think that probably the first meetings would be done in some biohazmat suits, so like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to ensure that you know there is no, f- or at least consecutive meetings would be in biohazards to pre- prevent any pheromone, uh, you know, uh, affliction. Mm-hmm. Especially you know if you know imagine construct alloys eventually you know with their like literally a cloud of chemicals pheromones being sp- sent into yeah and just suddenly everybody's yeah. pacified. This is a it r- reminds me a lot of um, Arrival. The, the the film um, I haven't seen it uh, uh, that's a really good one it's a, a, a Denis Villeneuve um, film with, with Amy Adams and um, Jeremy Rayner I think okay um, but yeah it, it's it's a well worthwhile watching um, but it, it's, it's a first contact film but, okay okay um, quite quite different in some ways okay I will have to check <laughs> it the, out the, the visuals of that strike me a lot as as, re- as reminding me of, of how I would picture kind of like a a, a human Owen Carly first mm-hmm. meeting <laughs> okay 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 uh, if it had been um, uh, humans encountering the Owen Carly at the the height of civilization yeah yeah okay I'll need to check it out um, maybe on that note let's get to the summary <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Because we went off the tangent. I apologize. I started the tangent, but <laughs> you know, what else? Yeah, to it's expect? all tangents. Yes, it's always all tangents. Right. So in chapter eleven, um, so it starts with Jodas reaching the village in a true Onkali fashion, making itself near invisible to everyone, but basically becoming an unmoving statue and move, waiting until no one is around it, right? You know, the fact that the Onkali can just stay in one position and don't move, like not even, you know, like a bit of twitching or like for humans, that's why, you know, alien, humans find them so alien because they can just do that. Yeah, they're doing the, um, the, the human statue guys who like hold unnaturally still. Oh yeah, but, oh but, yeah. Like more so. <laughs> Absolutely. It overheard some conversations about Jesus and Thomas, but not that many. It did overhear Francisco explain that he didn't want to spend time on the stone floor and wanted to sleep on a normal bed. So that's why he was down here. Um, and no one questioned the man further, you know. Being an elder had, did have its privileges. Hmm. Um, as majority of uh, you know humans around Jodas went to sleep, uh, the Uloi could hear some shouting. It seems that in one of the houses, uh, Iman was beating up his wife. Initially scared Jodas, you know, because of the screaming and, no and noise. But eventually the Uloi moved forward, started moving forward towards uh, where Jesus and Thomas were kept. The hmm. building... Yeah, it's, a, mm -hmm. just a, it's, it's, all, it's those little kind of points of color in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, characterize Octavia's writing, right? There's always something, like, dark and fucked up. Oh, yeah, on. it really is. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, everybody's asleep, except for these people and this man that's beating up his wife. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, yeah, Octavia. Let's, let's move past that. <laughs> yeah. It almost feels like, yeah. I don't know, she's writing about her own neighbors or something at some point. Like, she... Cause, it almost feels like surreal to for people to like unless you experience that you can't really like I don't know Octavia has really dark yeah I mean, it, 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 yeah I, 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 the, I, there's not always an awful lot about a, a kind of detail of her um, like autobi there's a, there's a couple of like studies or, like books I've, I've read some a little bits of them about her life but mm -hmm. there's there's not like a huge amount of biographical detail about some of this stuff. So I, I, I don't know quite where she got all the dark yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah. Maybe her diaries have more from the, the uh, collection, but not, not all of them have been uh, full, fully uh, uh, read through. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely something to, to, to check out. Um, so yeah, the building that... Uh, Hazus and Thomas uh, were kept was surrounded by houses, so it, so Jodas could not go straight to it. It had to climb climb the terrace platforms and avoid paths because they were guarded. So as Jodas creeped up closer, it could finally feel Hazus' ascent, but the building was walled off, so Jodas eventually had to get on the paths used by humans. And as it was sneaking, there were some close encounters with humans, but you no, know, thanks to Uloi's ability not to move a centimeter at all, you know, f to blend in with the environment, Jodas stayed undetected. Eventually, Jodas reached the entrance of the building, guarded by a heavy wooden door. Smashing it would mean a lot of noise, which Jodas wanted to avoid, so instead, Uloi decided to corrode the door at the iron cradle that was holding the wooden beam locking the door from the inside. So basically, it injected its digestive uh, juices on, until the screws gave up and, uh, you know, the door just opened up. Hmm, yeah, just sort of, like, 
made the wood around the bolts squishy i think is more or basically or less. <laughs> yeah 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 uh, which uh, external digestion that's the thing right so okay cool make makes sense um that surprised the two men that were guarding Jesus and Thomas. They ran to the door only to be welcomed by a kick from Jodas to the opening the door and then being put uh, asleep with stinging. Um, unfortunately, as one of the men was falling, he pressed the trigger and fired his gun. Jodas didn't have much time, uh, so initially it wanted to leave and come back, but the moment it did, there was a forest of rifles pointing at it. So they ran back into the room, closed the door behind and pulled the guards inside. Um, as it did, it also awakened the men and told them to that they need to save their lives by convincing others not to shoot. Hmm. Yeah, and th this is where we're kind of really starting to see the uh, the the power of the sort of unbridled uh, use of the the, the Uloi ability to like influence humans, right? Mm. It's, it's really going full mind whammy on on the these two. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, very quickly getting them. Uh, to to do what it wants, yeah, because it, it, it connected to its their necks and basically you now injected the happy juices into them, and they were like, "Yep, do what I tell I tell you," type of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so the men did as you know, as the sea of men and guns got into the building, the two guards shouted to stop and not to shoot. A conversation started with Jodas, explained that it came for the prisoners and warned that if they kill the Uloi, the wrath of Onkali will be nothing like the experience. They can ask the elders about it now. They remember the post-war situation. Uh, when the elders actually came, Jodas told them that Jesus and Thomas were its mates and that's why it's risked its life to come to get them. It also explained that its people are coming to heal them and they'll have a choice to mate with Don Kali or to go to the Mars colony that actually now existed for 50 years. Mm -hmm. Or I think still to remain... Um sterile on earth right that's that's also oh yes yeah and i'll also i'll stay here to sterile yeah. Yeah. and yeah. eventually and untold eventually become digestive uh, you know a source of food for the ship uh yes i suppose eventually yeah <laughs> good point yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. so to the surprise of everyone something incredible happened one of the elders whom from the very beginning looked at jealous with nothing but disgust his face suddenly twisted with anger and revulsion, cursed at it, and then fired his gun. Hmm. I think the um, there's a little bit in here about um, um, Jodas kind of not anticipating that that what it had just said would, would provoke this kind of anger yeah. in the Elder. And yeah. I think, the, I think the, the reasoning there is just that, um, like, you're, you're presenting us with this option now. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like the 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 Mars possibility of going and reproducing uh, on on Mars as humans, un, untouched by the Oankali, is on the table now, and we've been here for like the last hundred and some yeah, odd years, yes, yeah, doing all of this to try and get that, and and yeah, so I, that that uh, I think that's why we yes. uh, why yes. yeah, there is this explosion of anger, yeah. No, I mean, 100% understandable, and yes, that's exactly what, what you're saying, yes. So yeah, as as the man shot his, uh, fired his gun, one of the guards that Jodas originally held leapt forward and took the bullet to the heart. And as the chaos ensued, 
Uh, and so two got all the elders, you know, grabbed, uh, started grabbing the, you know, grabbed the old shooting elder and took his gun away while Jodas, you know, jumped on the human, um, shot human while telling the other guy to protect him and started healing the wounded man. And that's where the chapter ends. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the, the, you know, pheromone, Ankali mind control stuff was was sufficient for this guy to jump in front oh, of yeah. the gun. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah. Um and then uh shot right through the heart. Um so uh, Jodas is bit busy kind of reconstructing his heart um and keep trying to keep him alive while it does that. Mm. Uh yeah. So yeah, let's get to my chapter 12 prediction then. Mhm. So Obviously, Jodas will save the man. There's no other choice, and you know, Don Kali will do its best to, to do it. But uh, the question was then was whether the rest of the humans will just have, you know, will just accept the fact that Don Kali are coming. Uh, and obviously, to, it, it was inevitable that yes, they will have to accept it. But will they actually do it? I wasn't sure. You know, I just thought to myself that, you know, this whole situation will be, yeah, you guys have a choice. You know, those all those choices fa- you're facing now, stay here, mate with Onkali, or go to Mars. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a bit of a, a doozy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yeah, them. and they've got to figure out how to... Uh, whether whether they're going to believe Jordas and how to deal with that, so I think it 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 makes sense what they end up choosing to do to some degree because it's kind of the um it, the least worst option for them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the way of, a way of hedging their, their their bets, which yeah um, is uh, um, pleasantly rational mm. <laughs> for, for for the humans. Uh, in in this uh, this world, they actually made what seems like a sensible decision, mostly. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's get to it to chapter twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the man lived. Joda saved uh, the man, even though literally the guard took a bullet from a basically blunderbuss from a point blank range. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was tired though and hungry, so it asked uh, other guard to bring him some plant food. The man went immediately. Pheromones are a hell of a drug. Um, obviously, as mm. they all waited, some of the humans started goading Jodas, trying to play some psychological games, saying that the man won't come back or maybe they won't let him back. Uh, but Jodas wasn't so sure what the full game was, so it just ignored them until the guard came back with a dish of cooked beans, grains, and some fruit. Mm. It's, uh, it's stuff like that that kind of um, uh, feeds what we were saying earlier about the kind of the, the realism feel, right? You know, the Jordas has just like healed this massive chest wound um, and now it's hungry, right? It took a lot of energy out of it to actually to, to like, fix all that stuff, yeah. which, you know, makes sense. The, the, there's kind of the, the, the still physics, right? Oh, yeah. It's still, there's <laughs> it's, it's actual, still all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, there's there's, no. there's actual physical, you know, evidence of like that. The, if you do something, you need to expend some energy. There, it's not superhero type of stuff that you know, like oh, you use or magic. There's consequences to this stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is why I actually generally love this this book. I I I'm, I mean, we've been re going at this for like what two years now. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you really read something in this depth to understand and discuss mm-hmm. it, like you really start to appreciate how well written it is and how, you know, it starts to sort of overshadow a lot of things that you've read. Because obviously it's like, oh, okay, you know, there's, you know, superpowers, but is there any consequences to those things? And, you know... Yeah, it's it is one of those things where like once you've read something where something has someone has paid this much attention to all of the details and like the consistency of the way that the world works and everything, it it sometimes it colors the way you see other stuff because it's like, oh, that was kind of lazy. Yeah, <laughs> so you, you didn't really do any of this work that like some of these other people have done to just yeah. make it like really, really feel. Um, like the world is is real in its 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 textures and, and its little details, right? Uh, the the attention to detail, the consistency, the uh, you know all that kind of stuff really uh, shines through in something that's that's this kind of a you know labor of love, mm. and, uh, like obsessive detail. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, eventually, Francisco came with three more elders. Um, here's a description from the book of the, what they looked like. They were gray-haired and their faces were deeply lined. One of them walked with a several, severe limp. The other two were gaunt and bent. They had probably been old before the war. Francisco went to Jodas and asked if he was alright. He then told him that they decided that Jodas will have to wait here until the Onkali arrive. Also, Ayer was captured because Santos couldn't keep his stupid mouth shut and got in an argument with someone. As a payment, though, Santos got a nice hit with a club to the head. Uh, in the book, it says that Santos tried to bite someone and then basically they, they smacked him in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it seems like uh, <laughs> maybe there was a reason Santos was living up on the top of that man. Maybe I'm <laughs> from like at a this point, personality. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much certain <laughs> that's why they basically beat him up because, you know, unsufferable. Uh, character is is the worst, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he undoubtedly had his reasons, but um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, seems like he's become a bit of a dick. Yes, he's a bit of a dick, but in the same time, he seems to be a very intelligent man because there's a reason mm-hmm. why he did it, and he didn't probably on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Because continuing on, Jodas asked what will happen with the rest of the humans, and Francisco told him nothing until someone, you know, interjected maybe they should be hung. But Francisco told them that the only reason he is here is because they were ambushed and he came back home early. Interestingly, it was Santos who suggested them to stay. The man knew exactly what he was doing. The presence of Onkali would mean that they all, eventually, all of the humans would be under the effects of the pheromones and thus being pacified, not wanting to fight. So the Onkali would not have to do anything but just to arrive. No gassing, no, you know, no nothing serious, just, you know, arrive and hello, you know, that type of situation. So yeah. even though... I mean, assuming he actually had that in mind... Uh, again? <laughs> as a stra- assuming he actually had that in mind oh, as yeah. a strategy, then yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably a sensible thing to do. But to be fair, um, it was, you know, sort of foreshadowed earlier with the conversation between him, Francisco, and Jodas earlier on on mm-hmm. the top of the, you know, on that, on that little house, you know, on the top of the cliff. Because mm-hmm. it was shown that the Santos understood that that their acceptance of Don Cal is not natural. He yeah, yeah. he figured out, you know, Santos being a annoying dick comes also from the fact that he is intelligent. His, you know, he he can tell immediately in his uh you know connect the dots together and that maybe that's why people don't like him because 
he doesn't know how to filter out what he that he understands certain concepts. You know, he he doesn't filter out what he thinks because you know the way he's yep, the way he yep. is. He's uh, uh, physically different and uh, a, a bit too sharp. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, Which is, uh, yeah, and then he yeah. doesn't filter the sharp tongue uh, to, yeah, of his. Yeah, and can't keep his mouth shut. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a recipe for being uh, the village outcast. Basically. Yeah. But mm. it also proved that you know, it, he knew what he was doing because he immediately yeah, realized yeah. that Don Kali are affecting them somehow and it's not natural yeah. for them to be like so you know mm. happy and pacified by the presence of the of them you know just by meeting them so yeah and i think the the other thing it also kind of works on the um the other side of the strategy and that if the rest of the Kali actually don't know that the village exists mm-hmm. then making sure that none of them leave is important yeah um so if if the humans are still you know, unsure of whether or not anyone else knows. Maybe these two are just out here on their own and that no one else knows where they are, mm-hmm. right? Could be a thing, long shot, but might be the case. In that case, you want to make sure that they don't go anywhere yeah. so that the, the, the rest of the Owen Carly don't show up. Absolutely. So I assume that the... Um, uh, the, 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 the this works on two levels in that uh, if the Owen Carly don't leave, the rest of the Owen Carly don't show up, potentially, if they don't know they're here, and... If the young colleague do show up, it will be more peaceable when they do. It's a good plan. Yeah, it was it was ten out of ten solid plan. If it was, you know, uh, actually planned or just, you know, Santos didn't just, you know, couldn't keep his mm. mouth shut and just happened to happen, you know, happened mm-hmm. to work. No, and I think the the elders also kind of like see see that reasoning um, yeah. uh, as well, right? They think, okay, yeah, we'll 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 keep you here um, and um, wait and see whether or not the rest of you actually show up yeah, yeah. so yeah well then after that Jodas asked them to bring Aero to ensure it was fine and um, Aero was eventually brought to Jodas uh, we were told earlier that you no know, um, Aero was shot but it's uh, it's gun, sh- uh, gun wound uh, was already healed by the time um, it met with Jodas uh, when asked where were our its mates, Jodas was told that they are kept under guard in the house. So uh, Jodas told them that Aero should be kept together with them in the house, while it and Jesus and Thomas would stay in theirs. Um, they can be guarded if that's what makes them, you know, for the rest comfortable. They're not going to go anywhere. Uh, eventually, you know, initially people were like, no, no, no. But eventually, you know, after coming, arguing back and forth and Jodas threatening them that, you know, if it's kept away from its mates for long enough, it can become dangerous. Yeah, the, 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 Jodas is just dictating terms of its imprisonment. Yes, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> you know, eventually the elders agreed, you know, and the team was taken away. But yeah, it's just yeah. basically it was really funny because you know, like <laughs> when they met, it's like you know, shoot me, and you know what will happen. Ask you, you don't know what will happen. Ask your elders; they remember. And then you know, like mm-hmm. I want to be with my mates. No, I will not be separate because if I do, you will feel uh, what it means, you know, to uh, what what it is to meet an angry Onkali, and it just it works like a charm each time. It's just it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, as I, and uh, everyone's like you know. So slightly just you know out of it and positively inclined towards them and then they, yes. they make their point and then they they know the elders and they remember what happened last time and they try to resist and, and they just kind of give up yeah <laughs> pretty much 
It's, it's, and also <laughs> the fact that there's two construct alloy basically shedding pheromones to make it impossified mm -hmm. adds, you know, like it just adds to it. It's, it's. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, and it's hard to picture um, without it being kind of exaggerated. But it feels like you know you've got I don't know some like, I don't know pink mist just like oh yeah the room and every, everyone's pupils are like slightly dilated oh, and yes. just a bit spacey <laughs> basically yeah and very suggestible and then yeah. very gently yes <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much what chapter chapter 12 was about um shall we get to chapter 13 prediction richard absolutely so i thought brief piece before final conflict you know at this point i'm like what else could Octavia throw at us? Like, you know, it's, you know, we're almost closing the book. There's four chapters left, I think. Um, I, I bet I have to count. I'm not yeah, sure. I think it's four uh, chapters yeah. left. So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. what, what final, you know, middle finger can Octavia throw at us, you know? But I wasn't sure. I like, you know, obviously they're going to stay there and they're going to, you know, the humans are going to keep an eye on them, but maybe there will be like, you know, considering the fact that all of the humans that are around on Kali are suddenly healed without the tumors and everything, more and more humans will be coming towards them, be like wanting to be healed and the elders will be like grinding their teeth and like being angry, but in reality they're like, we want that as well type of situation. I don't know, it just felt... yeah. It's still at this point in the text like very difficult to figure out exactly what kind of tone or emphasis or, or, or point that we're going to end on right there's, yeah there's a lot of a lot of things that could still happen as a as a final direction here. yes um and uh yeah yeah that's uh, it's really hard because we're not really given mm. much information what may happen afterwards obviously you mm. know we know that eventually uh nikanj and the rest of the team will come to get jodas and air and it their mates but it, we don't know how much time will mm. pass if you know it, it's hard it's hard it could be that you know there's some time has passed you know like like whatever likes to you know say mm. like oh you know se several months have passed and nothing's happening and the humans mm. are starting to become more and more antsy and maybe they should just you know get rid of these uh, on kali and you know type of situation and then suddenly when they do the on kali ship actually arrives and then it's like oops oopsie daisy type of situation Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it could could be another time skip. We never know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everything is possible with uh, our girl Octavia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it's uh, impressively good at keeping you guessing. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. And we we've had kind of a, like a rising action to this point, and, and then it's almost a little bit anticlimactic in this it section because right? yeah. we've got the uh, you know the, 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 we've got this action sequence which is you know a bit of a climax, but then like. No, the 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 Owen Carly are captured, but they also seem to have everything pretty much under control. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. yeah. We, although we, we you know we've re reunited our uh, uh, Jordas with uh, with its mates, mm -hmm. uh, and and we've we've got some mates for Aeor, so it's no longer falling apart. Uh, so we you know we kind of resolved those parts of the conflict, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, now we have uh, have uh, the fate of the um, the the resistor village with the the fertile humans to yeah. settle. What's what's gonna happen next? I mean, I wonder actually what's the mm. population of the, 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 the how many humans actually are there because we know there's probably several villages around and it's probably not just one, it's probably several, you know, spread around those mountains. 
Um, but I just wonder, mm, like, or maybe you know, one one central one with a couple of like minor satellites. Yeah, yeah. I, I that, that that's why I was thinking that, but possibly, but I just wonder how much, what's the population of humans in there, considering the fact that they probably this um, the survivability of the kids is probably mm. not that high these days for them. And they've had what like uh, somewhere between 150 couple hundred years, um, and. They you know only started with like one reproductive female, so it's you know, um, although they have been having a lot of kids, uh, but yeah, mortality is high, so mm, yeah, can't can't be huge. Probably um, several hundred. How many but there are. Yeah. Considering the fact that probably there is a lot of onkali just you know rubbing their appendages and waiting for like give me, give me some sweet sweet human uh, you know. It, mm. There might be a hell of a queue waiting for. Uh, uh, for the humans, and then be like, "Oh, sorry, we all want to go to Mars." The Onkali be like, "Hmm, but do you? Do you? Are you sure?" And then, like you know, pheromone at night, pheromones, 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 and they're like, "Oh, actually, we changed our mind. Ninety-nine percent of the village now wants to stay with Onkali." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I imagine there'll probably be one or two that are still um, still up for Mars, but uh, yeah. It, we, it'll be interesting to see if we get any information about what the split looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. No, although I, I, I suspect um, I, I, there might be a maybe there'll be a, a bias in favor for those that have um, for, for those that the Ancali are kind of going to heal dramatically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose they might also just want to go back and, and be on Mars. But then, yeah, although they will have had sort of intimate exposure to the experience of. Uh, the the Owen Carly, so yeah. maybe they'll, they'll have more opportunity to influence them. Yeah, the sweet, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Mm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I guess that's it for today, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome! Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We're Xenothesis. You can find all the places we upload our podcast on xenothesis.com. I was Michael Glinka, and I was Richard Acton. Goodbye. Bye.